Addiction is imprisoning. The journey to freedom can be long and arduous. Many may never break free. Lake Point Community Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas, had a heart for women fighting for their freedom from addiction and welcomed them to their church. But it was an eye-opening realization that sent Pastor Burrs on a mission to do more. That story is coming up now. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. 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 In ministry. Lake Point Church is in the heart of Hot Springs, Arkansas. The area is known for their natural hot springs spas where vacationers flock for relaxation and pampering. And while Lake Point Church always welcomes visitors, their target mission is among those who literally need a rejuvenation of sorts, but one that comes only from the living water. It's not glamorous or lucrative. In fact, their mission is hard. It's intense and requires sacrifice. But it's been incredibly rewarding. The Hope Movement was born after Lake Point's Pastor Burrs noticed women slipping through the cracks, needing something more. Joining us today is the director of the Hope Movement, Desiree Skea, and I'll introduce you to another special guest in just a few minutes. Desiree, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Desiree, can you tell us what exactly is the Hope Movement and how did it begin? The Hope Movement actually started about four years ago when Pastor Greg of Lake Point saw that there was a need for women after they left treatment. So at Lake Point Church, they have connection cards, and he was seeing that people were saying, um, praise God, I have 30 days clean. Um, Praise God, I just got out of an abusive relationship. And he would see that some of the prayer requests were, you know, pray that I find a place to live. And so he would then go to contact these women, and he would see that they were no longer in church. So God really put it on his heart to find a place for women to come after they had completed a program. There's a pretty big gap once an individual leaves treatment. So he had members of the church who volunteered to let ladies come live in their houses once they completed treatment. And they did that for about four years. There was probably about five to eight members of the church who allowed women and their children to live with them. And during that time, they were praying for a house. They were looking for a house. Uh, Didn't have the money, but knowing that God would provide because God had laid it on Greg's heart to to start this program. Uh, We'll fast forward four years, and Greg got up in front of his church, and he said, you know, I know that some of y'all don't know what $150,000 looks like, uh, but everybody can pray. There was actually someone from out-of-state visiting Lake Point Church who wrote a check for $150,000. Wow, so somebody who wasn't somebody who wasn't actually there all the time and already participating in this, they are the ones who um, gave the, the seed money for it? Yes, and they knew they were literally just stopping by. It was Sunday morning. They needed a church to go. Um, God called them to Lake Point, and they wrote a check. God laid it on their heart, and they wrote the check. So uh, the house that we live in is an eight-bedroom, eight-bathroom house, 
and the nuns actually lived in this house prior to us purchasing it. And uh, they had it, the house listed at two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. Came in with an offer for one hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars, and someone else had made an offer for two hundred thousand dollars. So, of course, they took the two hundred thousand dollar offer, and that offer fell through. Mm. So the realtor came to Greg and said, I really believe that we can get this house for $175,000. In the meantime, you know, Greg had already talked to the man and woman had, who had given the money for the house and said, look, I'm going to send you your money back because our offer's been turned down. And, and the man said, well, what, what is it going to take for us to get this house? And he said, twenty five more thousand dollars. And do you know that that man and woman sent $25,000 more so the house could be purchased? Wow, that's incredible. It is, and it's just how God works. He, When he calls you to do something, he will make a way. And so that's uh, the backstory on the house, how we uh, got the house, and, and so- how Greg got the vision for the house was just women were leaving treatment and not having anywhere to go. So has it has it moved um, entirely out of the homes of the people from the church and into this one house that's now been purchased and and set up for the yes. whole movement? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And when you started, what kind of what kind of staffing do you need in the home? Things like mentors or childcare, um, counselors. Well, yes. Um, so some of the classes that the women attend are. They do a faith and finance. They do parenting. We have a nutritionist come out to teach them how to take care of their bodies. They do Christian-centered counseling once a week, anger management. We have someone who comes from the local bank who teaches them the importance of a checking account, a saving account, how to do a checkbook. A lot of the ladies who come through the HOPE movement, not all of them, have never been taught the skills to live in society. It seems like there's so much that goes into caring for the women who come into the HOPE movement. Did did the people involved with this project ever see it as an insurmountable task? Did it ever just seem like it was too many things to put together? No, we've actually had, we've had to make classes because of the outpouring of volunteers of women saying, hey, you know what, I really want to teach this. I want to help them do this. And so, I, I think the community has really backed us and, and loves the idea of teaching the lady life skills. Some of the other classes is teaching them how to write a resume. A lot of the ladies have never wrote a resume before. Teaching them how to dress properly for an interview, teaching them interview skills. So there's just been a lot of different uh, churches that have helped support the HOPE movement and a lot of different individuals. How would you say that the HOPE movement is different from a traditional rehab program? Well, the first thing I would say is each girl has their own bedroom and own bathroom. And and that is very different from other facilities, actually, who you will speak to next. Went to a facility, and in one room there was 10 girls. There was five bunk beds, 10 girls. And so what we're trying to teach them is how to be responsible for their one area, how to have time alone with God, and and really just teaching them how to be alone. A lot of times in addiction, it's 
you know, you're with 10, 15, 20 people living in a house. You you don't like to be alone. And so here we try to teach him to be self-sufficient, to have that one-on-one time with the Lord. Yeah. I... I would love to hear more about what life looks like for the women in this program. And I want to take this opportunity to introduce to our listeners one of the success stories from the Hope Movement, Um, Wendy Barfield. Wendy, we are so honored that you're here joining us today. Glad to be here. Wendy, can you tell us a little bit what your life was like before the Hope Movement? Um, Yes, I actually had a career for 15 years in the Air Force, um, and I got injured. And due to that injury, I got put on pain medication, and I developed an, an addiction to the pain medication. And um, that happened in 2008. And over a few years, that that addiction grew, and I ended up addicted to heroin and methamphetamines, and I was an IV drug user. So in 2011, I uh, went to jail for the first time. And between 2011 and 2017, due to the criminal activity that I was doing to support my drug habit, I um, was in jail eight different times, and uh, I spent all but four months from 2014 to 2017. I was incarcerated all but four months of that. So I spent a whole lot of time in Garland County Jail. Um, at the old Garland County Jail, we didn't have any classes or anything like that, but at the new one, we had substance abuse uh, classes. And so I attended the substance abuse class and got out, you know, I did that twice and, and got out and went back around the same people that I used to be around, and I relapsed both times. So the third time that I went to jail um, was in December of 2016. I asked the judge to please send me to rehab because I just knew that I needed something different. And um, I wasn't sure what that was yet, but I needed something different. I was agnostic at the time, so I didn't believe in God. And um, so when the judge told me that he was going to send me to a faith-based rehab, I was kind of uh, shocked and didn't really know how to take that. But it was the only option for uh, for getting out of jail and the only option I had for treatment at the time. So I figured, you know... It can't be any, you know, any worse than what I've been doing because that's not working. So let's try something new. So the Hope Movement kind of found you. Well, actually, he sent me to um, a faith-based program called Shalom because the Hope Movement wasn't open yet. And I spent six months at Shalom before I came to the Hope Movement. But while I was incarcerated, I met up with a lady that ran the CR there, and she happens to be a board member at the Hope Movement. And I knew Desiree because she was my probation officer before, and so I knew about her and the Hope Movement. So after I went to Shalom for six months, I actually asked them if I could transfer, since I had finished that program, if I could transfer to the Hope Movement instead of just getting out and going back to the same life. Because at Shalom, my life just kind of stopped. I didn't take care of any fines. I hadn't taken care of any of my charges that were still pending. Everything was just kind of still hanging over me. So I knew that when I got out, I would end up back in the same spot. So I asked to go to the Hope Movement because that gave me a way to transition back into life. So when you're talking about coming out, like you went to this rehab program and you still felt like there was something that you 
we're missing when you're talking about wanting to like put the pieces back together in your life. And then you have all of these other pieces that are um, saying, well, here's the hope movement. Let's try this. Um, can you can you tell me a little bit about how the hope movement changed your life coming out of your previous program and then having these opportunities laid in front of you? Um, for one thing, when I came into the hope movement, I didn't love myself. I had lost who I was, and um, I didn't really care about anything. And so what they did first off and you know, foremost is they inter- introduced me to this relationship with God that I had never had before. And all the times that I had relapsed, I now feel like that's what I was missing. I still had this hole and nothing was filling it. And so they introduced me to God in a way that um, I learned how to grow that relationship with him. And through that, I learned how to love myself more. Not to mention the house is a beautiful house, and we have rooms by ourselves that are beautiful rooms. And so when you're surrounded, when people put that much into you and they have that much faith in you to to create a place for you that's that beautiful, you learn to be loved until you can love yourself. So they just loved us through it, you know. And then I also, uh, they helped me to work my fines off. I owed $4,200 in June um, of 2017. And as of right now, I owe nothing. So they've, um, they helped me to work that off. They also helped me to get my driver's license back, which was the first time in six years that I've had a driver's license. They helped me to get a new car. I, I purchased a new car through money that I had saved that they helped me save. Uh, Job-wise, job let me tell you that I have, I have 48 charges on my record, 48 misdemeanor charges, and I had three felony charges pending. The felony charges carried eight, 18 years to life for uh, manufacturing and possession, and I had those charges pending at the time that I went to rehab. But the 48 misdemeanor charges were already on my record. So when it came to getting a job, a lot of those charges were theft of property charges. And so jobs really didn't want to hire me. They, they're not looking at your record or your background check going, hey, let me hire this thief. So a lot of jobs I never could even get through the door to talk to them about how, how different I was and how I wasn't that person anymore. All they saw was that paper. So through the connections of the Hope Movement, Desiree and, and other people, um, I was able to get through the door at a rehab center, and I now work for Quapaw, and I work with ladies who are coming out of prison that are in addiction in a reentry program where we introduce them back to life. So I get to work with addicts, you know, every day, and um, that's, that's a huge huge thing when it comes to making me feel better about myself and and helping me to realize that I'm giving something back that was given to me because that was very important. I also, through my relationship with God and through these women teaching me how to be a mother and how to be a daughter again, I have grown a relationship with my mother again that I haven't had in years. She used to be my best friend, and it's been a long time since that was since that was the case. My daughter didn't speak to me for four years, and now 
she's getting married, and I'm able to be part of that wedding process with her. And um, she calls me and texts me all the time. So I've had restoration in all areas of my life. Everything, you know, the, the Bible says that you'll get everything back that you lost, and, and that's definitely true in my case. Mm. Why? What do you think it is about this program or this approach that really works? I believe that it is the fact that they truly care. And um, a lot of rehabs are kind of, they're just businesses. So they're really more about the money that they can make. And like I I said, I was at Shalom, and Shalom cares. They really do, but they just have a lot of people. So you can't really get the one-on-one attention that you need. And I believe that when you're transitioning back into life, everybody's case is different. So not everybody is, it's not like a cookie-cutter thing. You can't just create something for one person and that work for everybody. And the Hope Movement is very, very good about personalizing your treatment. So what they do for me is not necessarily what they're going to do for the next person at the Hope Movement. And I think that that's why it works is because it's just personalized to me and they help me with what I need and versus the next person and they help them with what they need. So it's not the same across the board. Each person is different, and they take the time to specialize that and help you with exactly what you need to move on. Wendy, congratulations um, on all the hard work that you've done and the success you've had coming out of that. Um, It's really incredible to listen to your story. Um, And Desiree, I'm going to turn to you, too. It's so empowering and powerful, really, to listen to Wendy tell her story um, about her life and then the impact of the HOPE movement um, on her life and, and what, what, what she's doing now and giving back into the community as well. What does it mean for you um, and the rest of the staff and volunteers working with you to see someone like Wendy grow into this young lady who loves the Lord and is free from the prison of addiction is, and is even giving back into um, the community of people who are also um, still needing help? There's no real words to explain it than it's just priceless, and, and to know that my sister in Christ, you know, because Wendy didn't believe for a very long time, that we're going to spend eternity in heaven. You know, for the hope movement, we know that Jesus Christ is the answer, and so we know that when the ladies fully devote their lives to Christ, that He's going to make a way. And so when you see it happen, it, it just really is just very heartfelt, heartwarming, and it makes Everything, even if nobody else got it that came through the Hope Movement, you still do it for just that one. Mm. What would you say is the heart of this outreach, the mission to women who others may see as hopeless or helpless? The, The mission of the Hope Movement is to help women move forward from an addictive lifestyle to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ as they discover an abundant life. And it goes back to John 10.10. Desiree and Wendy, thank you for sharing your passion with us today, being open and honest with us and inspiring us with your action and ministry that's changing hearts and changing lives. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having us. Pastor Burrs and his wife saw a desperate need for hurting women in their community. They had compassion. They prayed. They sought information and answers. But most importantly, they took action. 
What these struggling women needed and still need is help. Real, physical, literal, sacrificial help. Pastor Burrs, along with Desiree and others at Lake Point Church, knew through God's help they could make a difference in the lives of recovering women. Not through their own efforts, but through the healing, restorative power of Jesus Christ. And because they acted, Wendy and many others like her have a new life, a changed life. Now, what about you? What passion has God placed on your heart? Maybe you have a heart for people suffering from addiction as well. Or maybe it's something completely different. But whatever it is, God has not called us to sit on the sidelines. He's called us to action. Action in ministry. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action and send us an email.